and we are Green Cowstone Fly and we have just flown in from the street. Yes, we have. Hi, Hi B. How are you? I'm good, yes. Um, I've just read something silly. What's that? That apparently there's a river in Hawaii that smells like beer. Oh, lovely. Would you want to go and swim in that? I want to go in with a big bucket and keep on fishing it out. Is it beer? <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. That's very much. <laughs> Natural beer flowing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it could be a leak in the local brewery or something, couldn't it? Could, couldn't it? Yeah. I would prefer, actually, a river that smells of chocolate, I think. Yeah, well, me, I'd say if I was going to go for smelly rivers... Curry, would, wouldn't it? Curry River. Yeah, curry, yeah Madras Curry fun. River. Yeah, that would be very nice. With, um, I don't know, <laughs> naan bread, maybe with notes of naan bread. You could dip yeah. naan bread in the river. Yeah, you could, and uh, maybe cauliflower bhaji, something like that. This is just um, just as weird as our AI um, story, isn't it? This it conversation. Is. <laughs> it could actually fit in very <laughs> snugly, couldn't it? Talking of which, let's do a recap. Aye, let's have a look. So, what happened last time? They um, they travelled via filing cabinet to Bogner. They did. I doubt, yes, it was a lo- local service. Very good from here. <laughs> the filing local bus replacement. No, the filing cabinet service. Yeah. And um, I think it was Barbage that started singing, didn't she? And she did, yes. someone shrieked and the sun went out. The Bogmarian so, sun went out pop because it was only a light bulb anyway. You've just given that away. Oh, well, have we not got to that bit yet? No, that's going to be... Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> so we better get to it before you start telling everyone the ending already. Okay, and they all lived happily ever after. The end. Uh, they won't all leave, not if I have the finger well, no, on the button of AI. Nobody gets out alive. Exactly. Maybe Grandolf limps out, maybe, with like, I don't know. Yeah, for the sequel. Yes, yeah. the sequel. <laughs> well, the sequel. This is a trilogy. <laughs> Everything's a trilogy. Yes, especially fantasy things. At the very least, a trilogy. So, Brian... Grumpy man, would you please um, come and do some acting for us, darling? Why, of course. Absolutely anything for you, my sweetie. Chapter 11. Black Hole Sun, won't you come to the interrogation? Our AI knows sounds garden. More than I do. We, right. You, can we just say to the listeners, well, our yeah. musician here, John, doesn't know sound garden. Well, I do know sound garden, but I, I, I don't know any of their hits, you know. <laughs> Only Black Hole Sun. Yes. <laughs> the fake Fabries stops singing. Dead silence. It's pitch black. The reverberation of the scream, which they heard a moment ago, must have shattered the gigantic, stellar light bulb which acts as Bogner Regis' sun. Psychic I am. <laughs> just something told well, me, just, you know, um, something told he, me that. Yeah, he's not like he sort of looked ahead or anything. No, not at all. And, and of course, we're seeing these things for the first time now, aren't we? Oh, of course. Exactly. So, what about that, eh? I'm off to do the lottery next. But, who screamed? It's another mystery, but one that will have to be solved later. For now, they have a bigger problem. 
the problem that the day has become night, which might hinder their mission, because everyone will soon feel sleepy, and start yawning. Now they all stand in the dark. Grandolf, Bob, Crazel with his ray gun, Ologia with her ray gun, as well as, the two coppers, both with proper guns, AK-47s, or something like that, and of course, the fake Fabrice, although, for all they know, a whole load more folk could have joined them since the sun's light bulb blew out. This is some good uh, world building for a change, mm. then, because their planet has a, um, a light bulb as a sun. It is. Don't think AI's been reading Pratchett, do you? Maybe. Yeah, he's got his sources from somewhere. After a moment of silence, someone speaks into the dark. Ooh, uh, Mrs. Who's just groped my bottom? It sounds like the voice of Ologia, the female knight in shining armor. Not me. Wasn't me. Who said that? Not me. Nor me. Not in a million years. Wasn't me. Surely there are more voices than people? Oh come on, whoever did it, admit it. A pause. Sorry, sorry. It was me, Crazel. I didn't mean to. He coughs a nervous cough. I was looking for, um, my, um, Hanky. Yeah, right, they all say that, Donny. Don't believe him. <laughs> Just Don't believe him. Looking for um, my hanky uh, yeah, something rope. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to smack him. She's got armour on. How can she feel it anyway? Well, that's what I thought as well. I did think that. I thought maybe he's got a tin opener or something, perhaps. <laughs> Cut it around her bum cheek and then grope her through the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and sort of bend the metal back up again. Cut a little flap in there. Bend it back up. Jobs are good. As long as he's wearing gloves, of course, as he leaves dabs on that, wouldn't he? <laughs> then someone says, never mind about all that. We must get back to business. Who said that now? Not me. Me neither. Me. It was me. Who is me? It is I. Stop groping me. Could that woman who sang blue suede shoes... Please sing Hound Dog next. I love pets. So I confused this, you know. I don't know what's happening at the moment. They're in the dark. We could do with that sun going back on, couldn't we? We could really. But in the meantime, they're just sort of kind of groping each other and bumping into <laughs> each other. Nobody knows what's going on. Yes, it's all a bit opportunistic, if you ask me. What do you mean opportunistic? Well, the dark. Oh, it was cover of darkness. The groping. It, yeah, all sorts of yeah, things could well, be happening in the dark, couldn't they? There's always one, though, isn't there? There's always there's one. There's always one. There is, yeah. But um, this is somebody saying about the blue suede shoes and hound dog. Yeah. And then she says, can you sing that because I love pets? Yeah. Um, I don't think she quite knows the song. No, she, no I don't think so. She's <laughs> I taking don't a very <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is all getting very confusing. They really do need light. Then they hear the sound of a lot of rummaging in trousers. A click follows, and the dark is suddenly broken when someone shines a strong lead flashlight in Grandolf's face. It's one of the coppers. He says, back to biz. Mr. Smith. Where exactly were you on the night of the murder of Fabrice? 
Grandolf blinks into the glaringly bright torch beam, and asks, the night of the murder? You mean 28 minutes ago? Although it's probably 35 by now. The cop says, um, yes. Well, I was in my loft. And get that torch out of my face. Well, AI's got this bit right, because this is classic sort of interrogation tactics in yes. uh, films, at least, you know, to shine the torch or the light in someone's face, like, talk to me. Yes, exactly. Put them off their guard a bit. Do you think we get the good cop, bad cop routine? I reckon that's coming, you know. One of them, he's a bit officious, this one, isn't he? Yeah, where, what were you doing on the night of the murder, which was half an hour ago? <laughs> one of his training there, his standard training there, wasn't he? Smack him in a minute. Talk, man, talk. Do you have any witnesses who could collaborate your story? Grandolf points at Bob. Yes, this guy here, Bob. Says Grandolf. Whether the copper can see Bob in the dark is another matter. The cop does see him. Because he has, of course, a torch, which he now shines on Bob, then says, What? A hologram? That's not considered a credible witness because he's not a real person. Oi, says Bob, don't you dare, you little hologramist. What's a hologramist? Asks the copper. The torchlight is still on Bob, who says, it's someone who's a racist but prejudiced against holograms. On this planet it's illegal to insult anyone from the H-A-B-N-E background. The copper asks, the what background? H-A-B-N-E. That's the hologram artificial beings and non-Egypt backgrounds. Looks like it's a minefield in the world of fantasy as well, doesn't it? It seems to be. Um, gotta, gotta be careful. Can't insult anyone. <laughs> Don't say anything, especially those non-Egypts. Well, non-Egypt is kind of a compliment in one way, because it means you're not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you're not an Egypt. You're a, you know, you're a, a non-Egypt, in fact. <laughs> but what I find is amusing is... Um, they say on this planet it's illegal to insult anyone from the H, A, B, and E background. But yeah. what about on another planet? So you can insult them on a different planet, but not on this one. That's our AI again, isn't it? You know, not making it clear. And how's the copper there anyway? Did they come through the filing cabinet as well with the cop cars and everything? No, I'm just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> How did they get Hang there? On a they just arrived. Yeah, they just turned up in the glade, didn't they? What glade? They were in a glade? Oh, yes, they were in a glade, weren't they? Yeah, they're really glad for some reason. Yeah. No, they're still there. They, yeah, yeah, they turned up looking for Grandolf, didn't they? Excuse us, listeners, when we try and work out this bloody story. You should know that, being a policeman. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that. The copper turns back to Grandolf, pointing the torch beam back at Grandolf's face. Anyway, what were you doing in the loft, Mr. Smith? Grandolf is getting a bit fed up with being blinded. What are you accusing me of? I'm accusing you of the murder of Fabrice. Your fingerprints were found at the scene. Grandolf puts his hands on his hips. Not that anyone can see his body language in the dark, as only his face is lit up. He says, oh yeah? How can I murder Fabrice when she's in fact standing right beside you? alive. And yes, you might need the torch to see her. The copper swivels the torch onto Fabrice. Ah. Yes. Good point. 
Grandolf sighs. So, am I free to go? Um, I suppose in that case, yes, you are. Case closed. Now, if only all crime writing was that easy. Easy peasy. No brain ache. No trying to work out plotting. No ca- no, no victim, no case. Case closed. No book. Actually, there was a victim. There was a victim, wasn't there? There was a victim, the, yeah. The real Fabry, she's yeah, dead in there. Yes, because we've got an imposter there, haven't we? But um, the copper is clearly from the Egypt background. Yes, not he's, he's not, it's not, not a non-Egypt. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon they've looked at their watches and thought, oh, shift's nearly up at seven o'clock, time to go. Jolly good, says Grandolf, thinking to himself these coppers are a bit hopeless. Now piss off. The coppers do. They get into their car. Tires burning, they piss off, screeching into the distance. They're gone. Fabrice, the fake Fabrice that is, stands awkwardly when, squish, she shapeshifts to become part of the tarmac, and slithers down the road. Maybe. Nobody can actually see it. It's still dark, and the cops took their torch with them. But Fabrice is gone. Probably. Most likely. They hope. Someone, please fetch a light. It's still pitch black. One of them says. Shame the police didn't stay behind to help us solve the mystery of who screamed. Another says, we don't need the cops for that. I'll just ask. Well, that would be the obvious thing to do, wouldn't it? To just ask. Sometimes the simplest things, you don't do them, do you? No. And what about that? I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. Has she gone? Did she go? Was anybody murdered? We didn't see it, did we? So we don't know, <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all become clear eventually. Maybe they should just ask, have you gone? They should have done, yeah. said, hello, Fabrice, are you still there? But they seem to be more bothered about who screamed. Who screamed, please? Me. I screamed. Now who said that? Me. I said that. That could be anyone. We really do need light. We should have asked the cops to lend us their torch. For God's sake stop touching my bottom. Shut up everyone. I want a name. Who exactly screamed and why? Then finally, the mystery of the scream, which caused Bogner Regis to be in the dark, becomes clear. The scream they heard just before the pale watery sun went out, was in fact a passing Elvis fan, called Pristina, who got a bit overexcited at hearing the fake Fabries sing blue suede shoes. Aha, a new character. Do you reckon she's going to be around? Well, I would assume so if he brings her in. Um, yeah, otherwise she's just an extra, isn't she? Either that or she gets killed straight away. Well, uh, well yeah, exactly. But Pristina, do you think she's very clean? Is she going to be one of those um, who cleans up after everyone? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what do you mean clean? You've lost me there. Pristine, Pristina. Oh, yes. Slow. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know words, I don't. But uh, how do they know Elvis on a different planet? Well, he gets everywhere, the king. He probably, um, he ne- never died. He went through the filing cabinet and he ended up in that world, didn't he? Pristina is now standing in their midst. Apparently. No one can actually see her, although they can all hear her. They'd all quite like to know if she's pretty. 
Upon learning all this, Grandolf decides that this is a bit of a shit solar system. A light bulb as their sun? Seriously? That's clearly not practical. One excited shriek by a local Elvis fan, and the sun burst. He would have understood if the fake Fabrice had sang, painted black, by the Rolling Stones. You do know who the Rolling Stones are, don't you? Yes, yes, that's more my era. Please tell me you know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I know the Stones, yeah. They did Strawberry Fields, didn't they? But Elvis was the brightest star of them all and no light bulb should ever burst when singing his songs. God knows what would have happened if the fake Fabrice had sung Thunderstruck. By Sir Cliff, of course. Oh, for God's sake. Someone take your guitar away. But never mind about that now. Glad that the mystery has been solved, Grandolf says. Now back to our quest. We can't give up on this earth-saving malarkey just because it's dark and we can't see anything. Let's get on with it and never mind about the dark. Who has the map? Me. Is that Bob speaking? Yes. Rustling ensues as Bob takes the map from the compartment of his hollow emitter. Probably. Nobody can actually witness it. Um, question. Says someone. Who it is doesn't matter anymore at this point. How can we follow the map if we can't actually see it? Ah, yes. Good point, says someone else. It still doesn't matter who spoke. Someone has an answer, and says, we have two options. We can either go and try to find a light bulb in the dark, which two of us will screw into the sun, and presto, it's daytime or we find a torch. Well, starts another voice, which none of them recognize. The voice continues, this begs the question, how many questers does it take to change a light bulb that's actually more than a light bulb, in fact it's an entire planetary system's central sun. Um, we've got yet another mystery person arriving, have we? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like it. And we've got uh, the total give up the ghost on the speech tags front. Handy that. What do you mean? Nobody knows who's saying anything, so they don't have to say, said, Pristina, said. Oh, yeah, I say so, 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 so. But it, don't they recognise each other's voices? They do. You, you'd think it'd be clear who's speaking, wouldn't you? You would have thought so. Silence says nobody speaks. No one knows the answer, so the question goes unanswered except for a few indistinct mumbles in the dark about the voice belonging to someone new. The new voice continues, saying, if only one of us worked for NASA, Grandolf says, NASA Schmuzer. I vote for getting a torch. Or we could go look for a match and candle. Or one of them glow-in-the-dark stickers. Stop groping my ass. A lantern would be good. How about 10,000 fireflies, inside something like a bell jar? Says someone. Yes. The bell jar is regarded as an important and groundbreaking novel says that other voice again. How irritating. Seems this person's a bit of a know-it-all. Shut up everyone, says Grandolf. The darkness clearly brings out the worst in you lot. Now. Crazel. You have that ray gun, don't you? I want you to shoot that bush over there. What bush? 
We're still in the dark in case you've forgotten. No, I haven't. Just aim in the general direction. It'll set the bush on fire to give us some light. Okay. They all stand back, or at least they take a step in the direction they think is out of the way. After some coat rummaging noises, during which Ologia shouts, get your filthy hands off my ass, they hear a loud click. But no bush starts to burn anywhere. Couple of points to deal with there, isn't there? That's new know-it-all. <laughs> In the bush, no one can see, or apart from Grandolf. No, but this, uh, yeah, I, I don't. It sounds like they've got like a sort of a pedant in amongst their midst now, doesn't it? Yeah, he's quite literary as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he is. And then it's they've got a serial. You need those cops back again. Got the serial groper still on the job in there. <laughs> still groping, um, Oloja through the tin open with the tin opener. Yeah, no, not with should, the tin. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's probably hit fitted a convenient hinge by this stage. Grandolf sighs. Well, Crazel, that didn't work. Calm down, Grandolf. That was the noise of the safety catch. I only took the safety off. Now, hold on to your hats. Here comes. Ertwing, noise goes, twing, somewhere in their midst. The ray gun has powered up. The twing is followed by a whooshing noise which is followed by a ray of light, and swish, a bush bursts into flames. Yay. They can see again. Grandolf spreads the map out on the floor, and points at the second map app. He says. All right, chaps and chapesses. Let's find out what the next stage of our journey is. Grandolf double taps the map app. The app opens, and... Well, there we're left with a cliffhanger again. Another cliffhanger? That's what you got to leave him with, though, it says. Says who? The book. What book? <laughs> what writing technique yeah, book? Yeah, yeah, writing leave technique him with books, a leave him with a cliffhanger. <laughs> if you're doing a serial, gotta, give, gotta leave him with a cliffhanger. I tell you what, I'm going to leave you with the bill, and I'm going to head out of here. Yeah, well, it's typical. And I'm used to can, it. Um, yeah. Pay. Okay, again... <laughs> right well well until next see, week and let, let's hope uh, Crazel's still with us because I reckon he's going to get arrested you know what for groping everyone groping, yeah, yeah, probably he's he going to be down be. the magistrate's court yes he should be anyway point. anyway see you next week see you next week <laughs> goodbye bye